Hello and broadcasting from the beautiful Central Coast of California. It's the Doctor Death Danger Radio Show. Yeah, you know what's good. Yeah, you know what time it is. You know what time it is. How's it going, everyone? Sorry it's been a minute. We've been very busy. But welcome to another episode of the Triple D Radio Show with your host and boys, James and Edward. All right, Edward, what's good? Hey, everybody. Explain to us why we haven't podcast in a minute. But before that, (laughs) tell us what's also on the lineup. So we got a good show for you. Just say everything. Just talk. I'm I'm going away. Bye. We got got a good show for y'all today. We've got our Hot or Not from Mr. Hot or Not, Jake Bonesteel. We've got got the last Metallica album in the Metallica Trek for about two weeks as of this recording uh, with uh, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. We're stopping the podcast. We're going to postpone it for another two weeks. (laughs) And then we're topping off with uh, because we've been doing the thing where we re- we review a movie that came out the same year as the Metallica record, and what came out the same year as this? Uh, Shin Godzilla, the first uh, the the movie put out in Japan by Toho after. I think it's Millennium. No, Legendary Pictures is 2014 Godzilla, which made it like what the first Godzilla, new Godzilla movie in Japan in like 15 years. I think something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't directed know. by Mr. Evangelion Hideki Anno, which you can really tell it's directed by the Evangelion guy. We just choose it 2016. I can't remember there was. It was kind of hard for decisions. Uh, we decided obviously watch a good movie. Yeah, I think I can't remember what was the last movie we watched. Sorry. Um, yeah. What did we? Oh, the last thing we watched was uh, a hobo uh, with a shotgun. That was cool. So, and this is a movie I haven't watched, and yes. I really wanted to watch it, but I guess we'll watch it for the podcast, which we have done. Did there's timestamps in the description if you ever just want to just jump forward to any part of the show. Yeah. Now. I guess was going on the show, but all right, cold open conversations. All right, Ed, why the fuck haven't we podcast for a couple weeks? You've been busy, and I was on vacation. Yeah, I think it's more you being on vacation. Oh, 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 well, actually, yeah. Last time was more you being busy. Yeah, ha. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, let's see. Wait, what are you doing? Secret band and then record yeah. two different recordings. Yeah, that's right. I'm like secret band, two different recordings. All your overtime. Yeah, and then you're off vacationing and fucking. I was Disney gone World. for about nine days, which I uh, yeah, I went to Disney. And then you're like, hey, I'm back. And like, hey, I gotta play a show. And it's like, gosh darn it, buddy. Gosh darn it, boiling. Yeah, I know it was a cool trip. It didn't start off great because... What do you mean it didn't start off great? It was so full of rage and what? anger. Why would the fuck are you full rage of anger? Because the flight over to Florida, over to Florida, was astronomical amounts of ass. Well, okay, wait. What airline did you take? Did you take Spirit? No, we took American. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. A couple people have asked me that question because they expected me to take, say, oh, we took Spirit or some other. Nah, dude. We, I, I took AA. Which I don't know if they're the best, but no, they're, they're in the middle. To, they're supposed to be better than spirit. Yes, that is that's all I can say. <laughs> I think they're better than spirit. So but 
you, but I still think it's a gamble of getting something sick to getting something just above spirit. So here's what happened, everybody. At least that's my experience with AA. AA. So American Airlines. Yeah, baby. Yeah. American Airlines. American Airlines. Our flight to leave for Florida was at like five something. No, yeah, it was like five something or whatever. Oh my God. You're meaning Florida is sick. Yeah. WrestleMania's favorite music guest. Dude, fuck. So we're on the plane mm-hmm. we're gonna leave mm. but then they're like oh hey look because weather conditions over here this is before all the storms happened or right as they were happening mm-hmm. so there was frost on the window yeah and the pilot gets on the thing he's like hey guys so uh hey uh sorry gonna be a little delay because we need to defrost our window there's gonna be a little bit of a delay we must uh, defrost the window before we can take off so it will be another five hours before we are leaving off the ground Close. So yeah. they had. Did I shoot slow, high or too low? Slow airlines had only one. So wait, did you fly out of the small airport into yeah. big airport? We flew from the small airport here, and we flew to uh, what was it called, Dallas. So we are. On oh, the you pl- went from here to Dallas, and then to from Florida. Yeah. Okay. So. This defrosting thing is taking forever because they're supposed to have two, I think, but one of them's broken. So they've only got the one. It's like, okay, whatever. So I've got, I downloaded a bunch of uh, Brian and Vinny episodes. So I'm just like, okay, I'll throw on the headphones uh, and I'll just listen to them uh, talk about bad 90s wrestling. Cool. Mm -hmm. I'll cut to the chase, everyone. We didn't get off the ground for almost, for about two hours. Uh, and we were supposed to have an hour layover uh, for our next flight. Uh, so when we get there, by the time we get off, it is less than 10 minutes for our next flight. But before we got there, they're like, hey, I just want you to know we've been talking to all your flight people and we have been told that they will accommodate you and they will uh, and that uh, your planes will honor your will honor you the wait for you. And we or we will be able to uh, get you new flights for your charge. It's like, OK, cool. So I had to take my parents who are older than me. Yeah. Like quite a bit. Yes. Yeah, so you have to haul them around. We get over there. The plane is not supposed to leave for about another five-ish minutes, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, plane's boarded. You, 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 you can't." And it's like, "Sorry, but our, you but, can't. But, our, but our flight was held over by two hours. They said they talked to you guys and that we'd be accommodated. They're like, "Sorry, that's all we got. Just sorry." All right. I'm like, "Well." Well, how did you solve this issue? So then we had to walk down. This was at, hypothetically, it wasn't these numbers. It was at gate like 25 or whatever where it was. We had to haul our asses all the way down to metaphorical gate like eight. Mm-hmm. for Because that's where the customer service was. All right. Um, and you're like, hello. Airport staff is very rude, by the way, most of them. I'll just um, say that. Yeah, I'm sure they deal with a lot of shitty people. Oh, so sure. their attitudes are just as good as yours. Yeah. So we get there. They schedule us a new flight. Okay, cool. Here's how the next flight goes. Oh, that doesn't sound like a problem. The next flight is on time. Great. We get on. Cool. We get on. We strap how in. How was the Dallas airport? Did you grab any food there? Uh, Did you hit up McDonald's? Uh, they had a Popeyes. You got yourself a well, chicken. We didn't have, at, the, at the time, chicken Sandy. At the time, we didn't have time. But 
So we get on the flight. All right. And then uh, we strap in and it's like, mm -hmm. okay, great. Guy gets on. Hey, so uh, just letting you guys know. Uh, maintenance people are currently changing out uh, the uh, pilot's uh, air filter mask. You know, the things that drop down from mm -hmm. the ceiling if things going wrong. So that may take about a half hour or so. Okay, cool. Uh, I presume an hour an and a half. An hour and a half passes. Haha, I'm getting good. And then they're like, hey guys, sorry to take us long. One passenger. One passenger was complaining to the plane people, mm -hmm. hey, I don't want to be stuck on this plane for an hour. And they're like, okay. So they made everybody get off the plane. And then we had to wait another hour and a half. And then you sit there and like, hey, thank you, buddy. Fucking, we literally were just in there. What the fuck? And then we had to wait. Yeah, thank you, guy. And then we had to wait another <sighs> hour and a half. Uh, another hour and a half? Because maintenance shit was going weird. Damn. So, and is then, that when you hit up Popeyes and got some tendies? No, we hit up this, uh, I forget the name of it, but there was this one really cool restaurant. They had a seafood gumbo. Okay. Pretty sick. So, we get on the plane, but we can't Finally. just, because it can't be simple. We can't just get on the plane. Oh, they yeah? tell us, hey, so just letting you guys know, um, the flight crew is about to change over, so you guys need to get on quick because if you guys don't get on quick enough, the flight isn't happening. Cool. So, of course, when we sit down, a fight breaks out. Oh, what? Wait, a full on fist fight on, in the Close. plane? You see, oh, there, was this group, there, was, there was a group of girls there on vacay for a friend's Woo! birthday. Oh, my and God. And I guess they got separate seats. <gasps> what the but so they were trying to be like, well, let's sit together. Let's what sit together. Fuck? Come on, let's sit together. So one lady so So one lady was like, yeah. "Can you just sit in your assigned seat?" And they're like, "Don't tell me what to do." And then hey, uh, they start hey, yelling. Hey, ma'am, like, excuse me, ma'am, can you please sit in your inside seat? Bitch, don't tell me what to do. All right. No, basically, don't fucking tell me what to do. Uh, can you please uh, sit in your? It's like it's seat? like they are not gonna let us fly here. And it's like, sorry, they have a flight crew. They will not let that happen. I'm thinking to myself. Not let that happen. I'm like, well, ma'am, there's this thing called TSA. Um, they will, they will, in fact, make that happen. Yeah, but it's fine. We got to Florida, but you're like, thank God, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> to clue you all in on how shit this went, we were supposed to land in Florida at 4:30 p.m. We did not get there until about midnight. Nice. But then nice. it was fine. Disney World was really cool. There's a lot of stuff I liked, a lot of stuff I didn't. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to... Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Every, if you ever get a chance to go, go to Animal Kingdom and go on Everest. It's like the best ride there. But man, getting there sucked. I was filled with so much rage. And then... Oh, yeah, that's how, oh, and then, is that and how then, travel works? Oh. And, then I, and then I found out, well, I don't usually fly. Well, whose fault is that? It's the fucking airlines for not running their show right. So of course I find out later. Hey, you know, hey. if your flight hey. get, if your flight gets held up, then uh, you know you can actually by a certain amount of hours you can actually call American Airlines and they will reimburse you. I'm like, you know what? I'll do it even if it's not a full reimbursement because I need something from this. This was too stressful. I need something. The I, refund. I need a win. The re I need to feel like a winner. The refund process winner, winner, chicken dinner. just finished yesterday. Oh, shit. You actually got a refund? Yes. Dad texted me. For reference, everybody. I think you're like, for the sitting round, there, you're like, yo, I just got money back. What's good? Uh, yeah. So, yo, you taking me out to dinner? Well, you Wh see. Hey, you're a winner. 
you see, and now I think you should take me out to dinner. You see, Dad texts me. He says, "Hey, the refund went through." I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah." So I'm like, "Cool." Uh, what they say? They said, um, um, "They're going to give you seventy five dollars in credit," and they're. Reasoning was stuff happens. He said that's basically what they told him. Yeah, we're giving you back seventy five dollars in credit. Hey, at least that's seventy five dollars into a fucking flight. It was a two K flight. Is that seventy five dollars in credit or yeah, seventy five dollars in credit? Well, he said they're giving us seventy five dollars in each. So I don't know if they're crediting me seventy five dollars for each credit. Hey, for each ticket. Hey, honey, you should totally let me use that. For what? I don't know. Maybe I'll go do like a tour with one of my bands in like the Pacific Northwest. It'll be like a cheap flight. It'll break my bill. Whatever. Getting to Florida sucks. Thank That's you, my honey. Point. Oh, come on. Yeah, no. Getting to Florida sucks. And Florida. When flew, yeah, when I flew there for a fucking trip, freaking, I was on Spirit Airlines, and obviously that was a brutal fucking flight since yeah. there's nothing to entertain myself. Now, was there at least entertainment on your plane? Uh, well, they offered entertainment, but like I said, I just downloaded a shitload of those podcasts. So wait, did they have the fucking Wi-Fi on there with the movies and shit you can watch on your phone? Yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched Bugs Life. Nice. Still a good movie. Nice. Hopper's a really underrated villain. Nice. Yeah, no, Hopper is pretty. I, can, I remember him being pretty fucking shisty. Yeah. Uh, any good shit on the on the show that you, in Florida that you want to share for the show? This is your time. Oh yeah, time so, to shine, baby. So, uh, fun story. You so fun story about my phone. So we were in Animal Kingdom. Oh yeah, and we were on a train ride. I get it. I so this may surprise you, James. I'm kind of a big guy. Hmm. Wow, I'm kind of shocked. Right. I, I ne- yeah. I and never. Sometimes I never noticed that. And sometimes I tuck the phone. Under the fupa, okay. Damn, I think you're using. Uh, you have advantages. Yeah, advantages of being thick. Thick privilege. So uh-huh. I rise from my seated position as you're supposed to do with the train. Yeah. I had not realized or remembered that my phone was here. So apparent, and for some reason, I decided. I guess I was really stoked to get off the train because I shot up like a rocket. The phone goes flying. Out of my gut, slides across the train floor, oh. falls onto the train tracks. Oh! But I was able to get it, and the uh, phone didn't break. I was like, "Yeah." Next day, I drop it at Magic Kingdom, and it breaks. Oh, you got a new phone? Yeah. Oh, I went to Florida, and a train did not break my phone, but the cement at Magic Kingdom did. So last day we're there, you know. Wait, 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 what was the order of days that you went to the parks? Magic Kingdom, then Epcot, then Animal Kingdom, then Hollywood Studios, and then um, back to Magic Kingdom, and then back to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So there was a so there was a day grace period before I broke it. I used the last well because we went to Magic Kingdom a total of three times because I wanted to maximize time. Right on that last day, I was like, you know, what? I want to deal with this now. So me and my dad woke up ass early to go, and then that's when I told you about uh, Uber driver Dave. Oh, Uber driver, yeah, dude, Uber driver David. Yeah, so um, David. So that's when that story happened. Oh, so good, I- David. Just like going, huh? 
Hey, let me ask you about some uh, good racial, uh, racial cultural issues that racial I might, cultural political issues. Yes, yes, that I might have some, uh, might have some weird bait. Like, Unprompted by me and my dad. It was like, "Hello, David. How's it going? Oh, I'm doing oh, fine. It's going so, good. what'd you think of uh, this uh, issue? And you're like, "What do you think about them doing this? <sighs> Freedom isn't free, you guys." I'm like, "Oh, uh, right, where the David. fuck was that? Wait, where the fuck was David taking you?" Well, he was taking me to the AT&T store where I got my new phone because I got it in Florida because I'm like, you know what? I just want to do it now. Yeah, It'll make life a lot easier. And you're just sitting there and David's trying to ask you some like the good. He's asking you the good hard questions. You're like, David, I'm on fucking <laughs> vacation. Fuck off. And you know, hey, buddy, yeah. I don't need your bullshit. Yeah, I've already I've already had enough. I, Weird aggro white people staring at me and my dad. Okay? Uh, I don't need you doing your thing right now. All right, you can fucking twaddle off. Hey, fucking drive. I am paying you, David. The, the drive, motherfucker. The only thing I could think Fuck of from the you. trip that I didn't Fuck tell you about off camera that's notable is mom had a great had a great Deanne moment <sighs> to put put over my mom where it's gonna sound like I'm burying her. Me and my dad were in Animal Kingdom. We're gonna go uh -huh. on the safari, right? And the safari is really sick. We've got all these fucking giraffes and rhinos and stuff it's awesome me and my dad are in line it's like man you know this is crazy i'm like yeah this park is like if Adventureland in disneyland was its own park it's like yeah you're know, talking about the trees how they care for the animals. I'm like yeah it's really impressive he's like yeah you know it looks like the real thing look at the bamboo trees it's really awesome there's a pause mom looks at dad and goes well you know it's all they say it's all real Me and my dad laughed and laughed because keep in mind we're in Animal Kingdom. All the trees, you know, we're we're the wait, line they, is in wait, nature. Wait, are the trees real or fake? No, the trees are real. That oh. they are real. And me and my dad are talking about man, it's crazy how real this is. Look how great it is. And you know, yeah, it's like just a vibe. It just feels so. It's like mom's yeah. like, well, they say they're all. They say it's all real. Thank you, mom. Oh, thank you for stating the facts. Miss Obvious. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Number one fan, everybody. Oh, number this one is fan. my mom's favorite show. I think your mom's about to turn off the show. Oh, wait. She just skips this part because she wants she to go. She goes right to hot or not. Which we're about to pull up. All right. Let us bring up that bumper, baby. Stay around. Don't turn that dial because right next is hot or not. That was good. Really hot. All right, all right, all right. All right, Mr. Hot or not, what have you brought to us today? Yo, what's up, Jake? I already took a look and I'm not stoked because it's a song I have listened before and I am stuck listening to again. Great. Wait, wait, wait. This week's Hot or Not is stop, a song that stop, stop, Jake. Stop. Daddy, chill. Daddy, chill. I accidentally forgot to press record here. Damn it. All right. So this week's Hot or Not is a song that we've probably already heard, which yes. is Avenge's new track, Nobody. Oh, okay. Now, honestly, it's grown on me a lot. And here's what I'm thinking. Uh, when you guys listen to this track, instead of thinking of it as an Avenge track, I challenge you to think of it as just, I don't know, just don't put their name on it. Just listen to it as a track itself. How am I supposed to do and that with I don't M know, Shadows? There's something very like bluesy and jazzy about it. It's it's actually pretty weird and wacky. Like there's a lot of really intricate like music things happening here that 
Jake, shut up. You know, stop at the lying. end of the day, it's everyone not a good always sell. bitches and complains about modern rock and metal bands not doing anything influential or new. And there's a lot of stuff in this song that, you know, while it's very reminiscent of Prague and Rush and all that stuff, they definitely are experimenting with some stuff that just is out of left field. So I don't think anyone could really bitch at Avenged about not being unique and doing something kind of interesting. So that being said, uh, let's take six minutes of your life and listen to this track. Uh, you know what's funny? This might be the this might be the first hot or not where I don't even know if Jake thinks it's a hot. Why the fuck did he make us listen to it? See, there's elements about this song I like. Oh yeah, explain. You might as well go. You're that. Here's the thing. Between the two of us, you're yeah. an actual Venge fan. Well, I do like. Okay, so it's gonna sound like it, it's gonna be the most superficial stuff, right? I kind of like that it's. I like that it's different, very different from them, because when Jake and Thomas were like, "Oh yeah, it sounds. It reminds me a lot of the stage. Stage is cool, but it has a specific sound." But I listen to it, and I'm like, you know, I. I kind of like how this song has a bit of like it's kind of a dreamy feel to it, you know? Like it's like, you know, not like shoegazy or ambient, but it feels very um what's the word? Not trippy, but you know what I mean? Feels kind of big. Um and like I said, different for them, but I just don't I just don't think there's six minutes worth of material here. This sounds like it could have been a fine five minute song, but I don't know. Maybe I cause I only listened to it the one time. But I just don't think this was a good idea for a first single because it is kind of on the boring side, I think. What about you? Well, I have a feeling this is a track that could grow on you. I have now accidentally, this might be my third time like hearing this. This is only my second. Yeah. So it's just going to kind of like, it might grow on you, but I realize, wait, it's kind of fucking long. This is just it for the song. Yeah. You know, he used Rush as an example for Prague, which makes sense because Jake doesn't listen to a lot of Prague. You know who else is Prague? Pink Floyd. And they're not, you know, Prague doesn't always have to be, it's not, Prague isn't just about weird, intricate breaks and, you know, it crazy time sync shit, you know, it's about what you do with the song. So, I don't really hear a lot of Rush in this, honestly. No. And not just because it's slow or simple, because Rush could do simple songs. But this doesn't even sound like keyboards era rush, you know? Which I'm like, dude, that's the best rush. Right? I don't fucking care. Give oh, yeah, me dude, spirit of the radio. Give me subdivisions. Ah, but god damn it, Jake. Jake hates us. Making us listen to this six minute song. Well, you know, the story of me and Avenged Sevenfold is kind of unfortunate because I really loved them in high school, but, you know, ever since Nightmare, I've just liked their albums less and less. You know, like, Nightmare was okay. See, this does sound cool, but it's six minutes of it. Okay, come on now. But yeah, no, it's just Nightmare's only okay. Hail to the King, I thought was state. The stage I thought was interesting because there was a lot of new musical ideas, but something about the production I didn't really like. It sounded a little too, um, it was a quiet record production-wise, which I, I like, I prefer. I don't like Rick Rubin clipping, but it just felt kind of tinny. And M Shadows, Jake told me that they didn't do a lot of like pitch correction on M Shadows on that last record, which on one hand, I'm like, oh, that's artistic and cool. But on the other hand, he's starting to sound old. Boy, he he sounds really old sounds here. old on this one. These guys yeah. are almost, what, 
almost 50? No, they can't be almost 50. Well, they're not 30, I'll tell you that. Alright, how far are we in the song? Alright, a little over half. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, Avengers Evil is still a band I like, but they're definitely not as must-see as they were when I was a kid. Because when I got into them, I mean, that was City of Evil, and then the self-titled record. I mean, that was some good shit. But I don't know. Well, what's your thoughts on the band? Because they're kind of one of the big bands. What? You know? uh, I don't have thoughts. All right. Okay, so, sure. They're nostalgia. I lived in the era when the band was coming up. Which is crazy to think they're a nostalgia act now. Yeah. They're a nostalgia established act. Like, I guess they become a huge fucking band. Maybe the biggest for sure as a rock band in the, who knows, in the past 20 years. Sure. But either way, it's like, yeah, I technically grew up with the band. Did I? Am I a fan of the band? No. I saw them one time on a Mayhem Fest, and I think I yeah. kind of was, like, in and out during their set. Like, here's the thing about Vet Soulful. They wrote, like, banger songs that were easy to listen to, but then there was also always... There was always a prog element to them. Oh, yeah. They easy. can always play their shit. And then as, like, time goes on, do you think I give a fuck? No. I don't... It's This is a band I'm like, I don't have no desire. Sure, when there was a new track, I saw it, I'm like, okay, why not? We were talking about Vet Soulful earlier... You guys were talking about there might be like them coming out with new material with right. some like little subtext with them doing some like, huh, follow the little freaking breadcrumbs and see if you might discover me, you might have dropped a new track. And then they did, and I'm like, huh, how about this one have more energy? This is weird, it's slow. And then this is literally, everyone's making excuses for this song. And like, yeah, they it's gross. They're going like, you know what, there is some subtle proggy elements. There's some interesting ideas. I'm like, dude. Well, sure, but that doesn't make it good by default. No, it doesn't make it good by default. I mean, I don't care. I mean, you and me have talked about music since we've known each other. And like I've said time and again, I do like it when bands try new and different things. And there is new and different things here. But I have to like it. Yeah, is it new and different for Revenge? It's not. It just feels like the next logical step from the stage. Just being slow. Not just the slow, but just the. Okay, I'm, well, I'm sir, talking it, more of the vibe. Yeah, yeah, like the like the vibe. Yeah. Now, as a lead single, I thought at least the stage wasn't a half bad. That was song. a good lead single, but this is their lead single. This sounds like a sh- it's from the middle of the record, and it. Oh hey, it's oh, over. It's over. Thank the fuck God. So like I don't know I just I kind of believe it or not I, I wonder what my mom thinks of this actually because I was bumping Avenged enough to where she actually remembers that band back from high school oh, well sort of she used to call them Avenged Centerfold Avenged Centerfold Centerfold yeah so of course high school me was like it's Sevenfold mom yeah. okay honey alright here let me play you an actual good new like rock like when she track. used to come in my room and I was playing Kingdom Hearts and yeah. she thought Sora and Cloud were the same guy yeah Motherfucker. I was like, let's play a good track, alright, that came out. Well, this is also a rehash of old tracks. My shit, uh, slip my wrist, uh, fuck that bitch. Alright, so tell me, how do you get, how do you rate Event 7 for? Do you give it a hot or a not? I kinda don't. Oh. I know Which you're is an above- actual fan. Well, being a fan. You actually look yeah. like you were concerned, you're like, I don't. Well, well, like, it looked like it hurt you inside. Well, it, it kind of does because it's like I told you. It's like, after, buddy, after I lo- after- you're like, buddy, I love you. Yeah. But no. Well, because this like, hurts me more, it hurts you. Well, because I am a fan. And 
I am a fan. This is a hard song to have a serious conversation to. I do like Avenged Sevenfold, and I firmly am in the camp of being a fan doesn't mean you have to and are going to like everything. So I've always been critical of them when I feel it's necessary. And I'm telling you, ever since ever since the self-titled, they just haven't really put out anything. Like, they put out good songs, right? Are you good over there? But, I feel like you're giving a very insightful <laughs> thing, but Lil Pump's really distracting you. There's a there's only a couple records by Avenged Sevenfold where I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not even talking I could listen to the whole record. I'm saying I could listen to a majority of it. Almost all their records, it's like three or four songs, but like almost all the bands I love, I can I can throw on like half that album or almost the full thing, no problem. So I don't think it's unreasonable to point out that Avenged Sevenfold just after the self-title like like Nightmare you've got the title track Welcome to the Family and Fiction what other track from that song matters Hail to the King you have Hail to the King oh there was like five tracks on that album that was played everywhere there were, yeah they were That's played five. they were played everywhere but I'm talking like personal opinion how good they were like Shepherd of Fire was alright I guess but Hail to the King was an okay song but like you know, none of those songs from now felt like that mattered. The stage I actually really liked, but it, but uh, they hooked me right away. This one, nah. Event Little Se- Pump is hooking me better than the new Event Sevenfold song. Okay. Damn right. You think that's gonna piss somebody off? Good. Are these posers? Ooh. They thought the li- they thought the Ooh. Little Pump song was better than the Event song. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, dude, I've, like, bumped this song way more than I bumped that fucking song. How, and then how, I will bump this song way more I'm going to bump the other song. How many how many old metalheads do you think we pissed off with the show? We've put Little Pump over Vince Sevenfold. Okay, how many we put Avril Lavigne, are listening? We put Avril Lavigne over Kid Rock. <laughs> so, like... Okay, I think you just not... Calm down there. Right. No, we did. Remember, well, we were doing Austin whatever, Powers. Yeah, 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 sure. Did I? I no, because we said we thought the Avril Lavigne song was way better than that new kid. When that than that new uh, Kid wait, Rock wait, wait, song. Wait, wait, who the fuck is jocking the Kid Rock song? Nobody. I'm just saying. I'm asking. I'm just saying. Like, I, I wonder if we have pissed anybody off with some of our music takes. You know. Cool. <laughs> I don't care. I could see it on your face, but yeah, that that tracks a not. Little pumps a, is a, is a hot. Damn fucking straight. I have the same opinions. All right. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break, and then we will bring in our C-A-R, i.e. the classic album review. Metallica. Of Metallica. I totally forgot. Before we go into the C-A-R, actually, from a request from Mr. Hot or Not, he had another clip, a voice clip, after to share with us. Oh, okay. Yeah, he sent us two. Okay, so we're going to try something different for the next Hot or Not, and it's up to you two to decide. I'm just going to give you hints, all right? Whatever you decide here, you let me know, and then it'll be the next I hope it's Pump Rock, so you have three clues. Each clue will lead to a song, all right? Mm -hmm. Option one... New blood invigorates an old legend. Okay. New blood invigorates an old legend. It sounds like a porno. Option two. <laughs> a battle between pop and rock. The story of a singer finding their identity. Option three. The biggest band in the world in the making 
All right, number three, the biggest band in the world in the making. Are those all Bone Steel? Choose one of those three, and that will be the hot or not for the next episode. Interesting idea. Which one of the which one of those porn titles uh, <laughs> resonated with you? Well, I think the actual porn title where it was like Young was Star re- revitalizes an old legend. There was that one. I'm kind of curious about biggest band in the make in the world in the making. What was the second one? I don't remember. No. Mm. Oh, it was um, yeah. it was pop versus rock. I, I would like a um, singer finding his identity. It was like some combination of that series of words. Damn, that's really hard. Cause it's hard because I don't care. <laughs> I would pick the porn title, but honestly, Ed, I'll let you have the hard decision. Cause I don't care. You know what? Give me option three, Jake. Well, who is the biggest band in the world in the making? All right, yes, Mr. Hot or Not. Mr. Hot or Not. Give us the next biggest band in the world that we that's in the making that we yet to see to rock our little pants off. <laughs> All right, let's get to Metallica. Uh, let's get to Metallica. All right, today on the CAR, Edward, what do we listen to for this week's episode or this episode of the Triple D Radio Show? Yeah, so for this one, uh, this is Metallica's most recent album. And again, until about two weeks. Recent in hand quotes. Yeah. As this is from 2016. Yeah, it's That's pretty- six years ago. Yeah. Uh, this song you're hearing right now, the title track, they kind of it's kind of like Lux Eterna. They just dropped it out of nowhere, and then yeah, here we go. <clears throat> oh yeah. So track number one. Um, how do I put it? The song's okay. Oh yeah. It's not their strongest intro song, but I think it's it's short and sweet. It's a three and a half minute song, and you know it's it's a lot of fun. I think it's a lot of fun. I, I gave it a six. Uh, for me personally, I was like, "Damn, the song was kind of sh- sh- short compared to like coming yeah. from Death Magnetic, where everything felt long, super long, very long indeed." So, as I said, I felt like, "Yeah, this was kind of short, but I like the song. I vibe with it." Yeah. So I gave it a high six out of ten. Yeah, it's a good yeah. opener. Yeah, it's not a half bad opener. Yeah. Maybe I like it more as an opener than the previous album. Mm. But either way, on to the next one. Wait, no. Previous album was Lulu. Okay, I mean the actual. Oh, yeah. I meant you Death meant Magnetic. Dead Magnetic. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, okay. Was- so this is Atlas Rise. So when this song came out, I remember uh, you won't really. I don't know if you can hear it in this song. I don't remember if it's the main riff. But I remember when this song came out, everyone said, oh, this sounds like Iron Maiden. Oh, this sounds like Iron Maiden. I'm like, I guess. I thought the only Iron Maiden thing Iron Maiden-like thing about the song is the guitar slow. Everything else is just like, I don't know, it's just like... I thought it was kind of boring like a Maiden song. Well... Oh know. yeah, this is so Maiden. I don't really care Run for this song. Like, it's not a... Hill. Run for your So, there's not really anything wrong with the song I just musically it's okay like it's a six it's not as good as hardwire but it's just it's just it's it's only an okay song so yeah I don't know just nothing really caught me what do you rate it oh I said a six. Oh, okay well I like the song and I gave it a seven out of ten I already mentioned the Iron Maiden like solo 
A low seven out of ten. Seven. A low seven. I don't know. I was vibing with it. I still vibe with it. And then I'll just sit there and like, I don't know. Uh, fucking and I'm just sorry, like, once the chorus hits out of it, so sick for me. And like, no, it's okay. I, 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 I like this riff. Okay. I see. I, I feel like I must defend and giving it a low 7 out of 10. But I'm just gonna move forward, alright? Now the next one, now that we're dead. Oh yeah, now here's a bad jam. Oh, I really like oh, this song. Is this your bad mamma jam? Yeah, dude. It's a simple song, and sure, I'll say maybe it runs a little long, but I like it a lot. Plus, oh, this Oh no, Metallica no. <laughs> song? Unheard of. I just meant because for a mid-paced song, you know. But you know what? Like I said, it's just a really good song, and this song was really fun when we saw them live. So I gave this one a high six out of ten. It's almost a low seven, but I'm gonna stick with my high six. I really like the song. So I wrote down like this is good. There's nothing wrong, but honestly, nothing great. I'll give it a six out of ten. I feel like the intro hypes me up more than the actual song itself. I feel like the actual middle meat of the song isn't as sick. And holy fuck, this intro goes on forever. Oh, there's a break coming up right here. That's really oh, yeah? cool. Yeah, check this out. It's like, oh, that's rock. Oh yeah. Well, next song. Damn, damn. It's a good song. Uh, dude. Alright. Hey guys, it's the song they played with Lady Gaga. Dude, that's my review. I'm like, lol, it's the Lady Gaga song. 7 out of 10. I actually kind of enjoy this one. Oh, a lot. I gave it a 7 too. Oh, this hey, is, we're on the same page. When they dropped the. So when they I don't feel like I'm gonna have to defend myself. See, here's my thing. I don't feel when threatened <laughs> by your Metallica opinions. When they. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's rich because I was the one that was like, no, you're gonna love Lulu. And you're just like, and you liked Reload more. No, Load. And you liked Reload more. And I was like, you bastard. But anyway, yeah. So when they dropped the self child track, I'm like, yeah, that's a cool song. Yeah, it's all right. This song, though, I was like, this when this song came out, I was like, hell yeah, brother, Metallica. Hell yeah, back. brother, this is a Metallica. It's got the whole package. It's got cool riffs. James is writing good lyrics. It's got that trademark Metallica catchiness. Like, I was like, yeah, this feels like a standout. So, yeah, I stand by my seven. Uh, first Damn it. Damn it. Uh, next one, baby. Dream No More. Tell me about it. Lead it. It's a song about Cthulhu, you guys. This song's okay. You know what? I have to give the song credit. It was better than I remember. I thought I remember the song being a little on the boring side, but it's nice and heavy. The song's a, the song's a little better when I'm listening to it, and I pretend that it's a sequel to the thing that should not be. So I ended up giving it a six, but I wrote here, I said, you know, it's really hard to review Metallica records because their intros are so damn long. So we get our reviews out by way before the song comes in. So that's just kind of hilarious. That's just kind of funny. Yeah, six. I just wrote down, yeah, this had one really good riff, but this can be a very boring song. I'll give it a high five out of 10. Maybe I didn't hate it all the way. Yeah. But just say, all right, it might be a little long there, buddy. (laughs) All right, next one. Halo on fire. This song's all right. I mean, I like the verse sections, but everything else I just feel is kind of forgettable. Like the chorus is far from their best. 
And overall, there's just not much that keeps my attention. This song's a skip for me. I'll give it a I give it a high five. Uh, so for me, it's a it's basically a Metallica prog ballad. I like it enough. We're a seven out of ten. You gave this a seven? Yeah. Oh my god. Do I have to defend myself for actually liking? <laughs> I mean, some I'm just Metallica? saying this is no this is no day that never comes or or, or even like I don't know, Hero of the Day or I, something. Okay, you're just mad that I like Metallica. <laughs> you shut your fucking face. <laughs> Okay. Like, see, this part is really cool. I like this. Yeah, the, the whole song's sick. Don't lie. Give it. A, you know, it's at least a six. Okay. Oh, you. Gonna, you well, for prosperity, for prosperity's sake, I'm. Well, you don't need to fucking five. please me. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Go to oh, some. Okay, can we? Well, agree? I want to say where does this song go somewhere? Oh yeah. Halo on fire. Yeah, I do like that chorus. Halo on fire. Alright, now confusion. Can we agree on this one? What? That this is that this is not that good. Oh yeah? This is the real deal, listeners. This song is mid. Like this intro alone already bored me when I first heard it. I don't hate the song, but I really don't like it. This is another five. It might be a low five. Just this song, like if I skip Halo of Fire, I always skip this one. And I was really like I, I disliked the song enough that when they played it uh, live when we saw them, I checked out. And I was like, okay, I'll just so I'll just chill for this. For song. me, I like the chorus. I think it's sick, but most of the song just feels like a blur. So I gave it a low six out of ten, but you know what? I'll lower it down to a five out of ten for you. Okay. I feel like maybe there's some prosperity. So maybe I'm liking a record a little bit more than you are. For I'm surprised. I thought you were gonna find this record mid. Well no, this part's sick, alright? It's almost a punk. You just like it because it's halftime. What? Wait, no. What's the term? Stop. I don't know. Please stop. I'm not a drum. I'm a bassist, not a drummer. Yeah, I can see that. Go to the next song, James. Uh, what's what? Oh man, unkind. Now this is a song I like. This is a weird one. I've seen people kind of. General consensus be, seems to be they either love or hate the song. I rock with the song though, and I because I like how different it is, and I remember the music video to this being hilarious because the the music video was about a shitty black metal band playing a dive bar, but they were playing this song. Yeah, but that black metal band was also the fucking Lords of Chaos band. Well, yeah, yeah. We're just like, hey, can we just use footage of you guys? performing and use that as a music video. This is if Metallica tried to write the idea of a Black Sabbath song. At least it reminds me of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I really like this song and don't let anyone tell you it's not good. So I give it a six. So for me, I wrote down another song where the chorus makes the song seem better than it is. So I gave it a low six out of ten. Oh, you don't, you don't like this bluesy riff? Well, no. after this? No. Oh, come on! Well, here's the next one. Here comes Revenge. A song that I keep forgetting that it exists. Yeah, I wrote here, and now we're back to the mid. So, like, it's the pre-chorus to the chorus section for me. The, it, the riff just does nothing for me. It's seven minutes when there's only about five minutes for materi of material. There is a cool guitar solo, so I gave it a high five. So, for me, I wrote down, bruh, the song is so cheese. I gave it a six out of ten. And I can only give, I cannot go lower because there's a fun factor to this song for me. I'll give you that. Which I need to remember. I was like, dude, I had to listen to this like two fucking three weeks ago. I don't remember shit about this song. No, yeah. man. 
Here comes revenge. Well, it's coming up. All right, now here's the song, I Am Savage. You know what my first thought of was when I heard this? Oh, yeah? Seth Rollins and Triple H, baby. Wait, did, wait, 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 was this the fuck? This was the song they used for the promo packages for this. And and, and this, this that was also the match where after Rollins beat him, they called him King Slayer for like two years. Uh. Kingslayer. So, so I really like the song, but you know, but you know, one thing I really like about the song is the breakdown. The breakdown for the song is bitching. Okay, like it's. I genuinely think it's one of the best they ever wrote. If anyone's listening to it and you haven't heard the song before, want to check it out. It's at like four ten. I give this one a low seven. I, I always really like the song. Let me go to four ten. All right, hold it. Oh sure. So you said four ten? Yeah, about there. Uh. Here's. So heavy. So I wrote that this can be a little slow, and I'm feeling like I'm forcing myself liking this song. I'll give it a high five out of ten. Triple H. No. (laughs) Uh, Next song. All right. Murder One, aka the Lemmy Tribute. So this song's all right. I don't love it, but you know what you can tell when you listen to this song. They really love Lemmy. Uh, the lyric because literally all the lyrics are either referencing Motorhead or they're telling you, "Hey man, this Lemmy guy was a fucking badass." You guys, I give it a good six. Um, it's not as it's not as good if we're talking about tribute songs by metal legends. Like, it's definitely not Anthrax's in the end, but it's uh, but it's a good song. The I really love the feel your thunder part of the song. That's really good. But yeah, six. Uh, so. Uh, how do I put this with Metallica? Can you please stop writing songs that you are trying to tribute people? Like Lemmy and Ronnie. What are you talking I about? I do not care for this song. I literally wrote down... I don't even have a score. I just wrote down skippable. Oh. So Confusion and Halo of Fire were, were cool, but you'll, sk- were, but you'll skip Murder what 1. What makes Murder 1 so sick? I'm not saying I think it's sick, but I think it's better than those songs. Nah, Halo of Fire is way sicker than this song. I don't know Halo about that. Halo of Fire! Mur- Born to Lose! Oh, yeah. Through the sound! Sorry, this is boring to me. Hey, man, don't you love Lemmy? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't love this song. <laughs> well, you don't have to do that. All uh, right. Okay, so what do you think of this song? Uh, so spit out the bone here. Uh, this is the fast ending banger tally epic. Um, I'll just come out right to bat and say it. I gave it a seven. I don't think it's their best one of these, but this song is a contender for best song uh, on the record. Not just because it's fast, but it's just a good time. It's really fun. I wrote down eight out of ten. <laughs> Such a banger. The song rules. It really I does. I will might fight you. All right. Like, after we're done here, you uh, there's going to be a new co-host. I gave it a seven. I should go over there and beat the shit out of you. I, I, hey, listen. Hey, I, buddy. You know what? I'll even this upgrade is so, it. Hey, this is like some of the sickest Metallica you're fucking here. <laughs> it is a really good song. All right. It's better than Lord no of fucking, Summer. Yeah, there's no fucking wasted riffage here, bro. This is straight sick shit right here, bud. They should make this song a regular in their sets. I'm sure Lars gets gas, all right? Leave him alone. <laughs> it's seven minutes of this. It sure is. Well, anyway, that's the record, everybody. So for my personal score, out of... Hold on, I hear the verse. Yeah, so out see? of a score of a... Yeah, you're going like, fuck yeah. Seven out of ten, more like an eight out of ten. Fucking banger. So banger. out of a score of 120... 
Uh, from my score, it's a 72, which is kind of low for a Metallica record. So if I had to give up my thoughts on the record, some of this album, I mean, it's cool. I mean, you know, usually with Metallica, you feel like it goes up and down, ebbs and flows, highs and lows and all that. Like, I mean, you heard our review and you heard our scores. For all intents and purposes, this is kind of one of Metallica's more mid-records, you know? Like, if you put it in perspective, it's not a meme like St. Anger. It's not fucking controversial like Load and Reload. Uh, but it's not God Mode shit like Ride the Lightning or Master of Puppets. But it's also not technical wizardry like Justice and Death Magnetic. It's just kind of... there. You know what it feels like? The album itself almost feels like filler. But like for Metallica's whole discography. Except this is probably their second to last record. Probably. I don't know how much longer they're going to do this. But yeah, no. I, I think... I, I like the album when it came out. But I think I like it a little less now. It sounds like you and me had reverse opinions on oh, this. Oh, yeah, Because so, when this album came out, you were kind of eh on it. I was just like, whatever, it's new Metallica. It just sounds like fucking Death Magnetic. Ah. And then, like, listening... It sound like Death uh, well, Magnetic. Well, obviously, Death Magnetic is way more fucking, like... It's too much, all right? I can't handle it. This song, this, like, album has way more digestible stuff. You know what? I just feel like this... I feel like with this album... It has a maybe more bangers than Death Magnetic, all right? That's that I might I might debate on. Ooh, that's a that's a debate. That's oh, a yeah? debate for sure. Oh yeah. Because I think Death Magnetic blows this one out the water. I don't know about oh, that dude. one. I don't know. They're kind of the same. I mean, I'm not saying they're not the uh, same. This but one they're... had Lady Gaga, all right. Lady like, Gaga's not on the record. Yeah, but she like did the she did that disaster performance, all right. You love that performance, though. Damn fucking right. <laughs> and maybe that's why I like this record. And plus, this record has spit out the bone. Death Magnetic well, you got does me there. not that does not have that, all right. I mean, compare spit out the bone to what ended Death Magnetic. Uh, com- compare uh, spit out the bone to uh, My Apocalypse. Yo, it doesn't weigh. Way sicker. Alright. Well, that's my review. I don't know what more I can say on the album. Um, sure, you can go listen. I don't care. It is a I, good guess album, we'll listen to, I guess we'll listen to the new one when it gets out. Alright. Yeah. Do you want to rank the albums next time or wait till uh, 72 seasons? We can wait till 72 seasons. And, okay. and I hope you've like, listened to like five times to make sure we have a good like opinion. I will try. Don't trust me. I'll listen to it once and I'm like, cool, bro. Yeah. I'm going to go listen to something else. And thanks, Metallica. Metallica Reels. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break and then we're going to pop into the main event. All right. Calm down there, Metallica. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Bye. <laughs> it's funny. You paused it right when he said stop breathing. All right, listeners, now it's time for the main event. All right, Ed, what did we listen to this week? I mean, listen, watch. There, there, there wasn't a lot of music in this movie. We watched. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, sure. We watched. Visual scores. I don't know. Break it down. What did we watch? <laughs> What's for the main event? What's the advertised name for the show? We watched. Obviously, there's some other stuff that we talked about on the show. But sure. uh, here's the part where we actually like choose something to personally review for the quote unquote main event. All right, now go. 2016 Shin Godzilla, uh, directed by Evangelion's uh, uh, daddy, Hideki Anno. Uh, Shin Godzilla, fun fact, can mean a couple things. And I want to point this out because I think it's funny. The director said, yeah, uh, uh, there were three meanings that I was thinking of when I came up with the title Shin Godzilla. New, true, and God. 
So apparently a potential name for this movie is God Godzilla. So that's funny. Uh, I'm going, I want to... Uh, Double Godzilla, baby. Ugh. So... Uh, I want so little background, I guess. The original movie in 1953 was like Total World War II allegory, right? Then after that, you know, Godzilla fights a bunch of monsters and it's cool, it's campy, it's fun, you know, whatever. But the first Godzilla movie, really serious, right? This movie is an attempt to kind of not recapture that, but it's a similar thing. You see, <clears throat> this movie is whereas Godzilla 1 was in reaction basically to uh world war ii um godzilla. getting bomb yeah, yeah getting godzilla a be- bomb dropped on godzilla, godzilla yeah was a like an allegory uh, what's the word allegory allegory for yes japan getting like n- getting like that nuclear uh freaking bombs getting dropped on them and so, the original writer and director has said also that it's um he's meant to represent japan's sins from world war ii yeah so either way there is a sense of that so it's a reflection now this one but by movie four he's fighting Ghidorah on the moon yeah now this one this movie tends to reflect on this on that like earthquake that happened which then caused that tsunami which then in turn hit that one nuclear power plant causing a nuclear meltdown which they they said is the worst nuclear disaster since Chernobyl. Yes. So Shin Godzilla, everybody. Shin Godzilla. Godzilla reflecting a disaster that yeah. happened in Japan. Yeah. With a big old beefy monster. So before we that get into shoots it, atomic breath. Yeah. So before we get into it, uh, oh, I will, yeah, what do you I, want to break on? I will ask a question that I will ask now. And we'll ask at the end of the movie. James, can you tell this movie was made by the Evangelion? Guy? Well, here's the thing. If I never watched the Evangelion, <laughs> I would have never noticed. Sure. But I unfortunately have watched Neon Genesis Evangelion. He loved it. <sighs> no, I loved it. He hates you it. You love it. <laughs> I, it, it's a it's a conversation. These are the two or... opinions about Evangelion you'll see: pure love or pure hatred. Yeah, I don't know fucking why people like it. True, yes. How you're never gonna get? We're gonna talk about. Sorry, I'm going to rant about like Evangelion. I have put thought on it because unfortunately, Shin Godzilla brought back certain memories, and I realized I'm sure it did. Why the fuck did a writer write such a fucking? non-winnable situation for his main character Shinji who in 10 cannot make good decisions in that situation which obviously at times it can't like obviously in the meme where his dad goes like Shinji get into the goddamn fucking robot get into the robot god damn it Shinji get into the robot right and then also be around very like his like the whole situation most likely I'm sure is reflection on like stuff Maybe the writer's personal relationship with females in his life, right? Yeah. Sometimes he, he's, he's just dealt with some really, really hot females. That in this turn creates very adolescent sexual <laughs> frustrations. He also Which genu- then is then presented out there and also a fucking mech anime. But then obviously in turn, he, he has went through a mental breakdown and then yeah. the, all the shit turns into a fucking disaster. And then even end of Evangelion happens. And then e- end of Evangelion happens, which then it still is just, I don't know what the fuck happened in the end. <laughs> It's great though. I know even more. I just know that more. I just know that actually everyone. I graphically see people die. Oh yeah, that's like, all I get. But yeah. then the ending—it's it's, it's uncomfortable sometimes. And then I'm just still in the ending. I'm like, I still don't know what the fuck is happening. Just like how the anime was. I don't know what the fuck has happened. Yeah. Now has this made me curious? Honestly, curious again. Since time has passed, I've not watched any. Neon Genesis Evangelion shit. Maybe I'll watch the brand new movies. Oh, the rebuilds? 
Maybe, fuck it. Yeah, let me just watch those rebuilds again. Why not? Just to piss me off. After the third... Sometimes it gives me some fucking life. The third and fourth movie do uh, go completely different. That was the intent. How many rebuild movies? There's four. There's four. They're all about... uh, You throw in a director's cut, they're all about two and a half hours. So... Both, wait, each they're, one or all together? About, yeah, no, they're all about two and a half hours long. Okay, and how many are there? Uh, there's four. And then is it done, is it over yet or are we still waiting? No, no, on? they're done. Yeah, no, it took, well, like, it, took, it took like fucking 10 years for the third, for the fourth part to come out because why? No way, no. Did While it, working on the third movie, Hideki Anno had a mental breakdown. He made Shin Godzilla as a palate cleanser. To make himself feel better. Because this movie gets dark and fucked up too, right? Apparently it was going to be more dark than fucked up if you look at production notes and deleted stuff. But yeah, he suffered a mental breakdown, so he made Shin Godzilla to cool off. Which I'm sure it's a palate clutch, yes. Yeah, it's fucking Godzilla. Oh no, but making ne- like ne- like even uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. You're not doing yourself any favors. I don't know why he decided to make that. Like, he makes it worse. I literally watched the end of Evangelion. Right. And those opening scenes with our little homie Shinji. Oh, yeah. You little creepy little fucking pervert. The hospital room. Why the fuck did you write that or make a character like this? Fuck you. I'm so fucked up. (laughs) That's what Shinji says. Yeah. (laughs) Why did you make that? I hate it. As I... (laughs) Evangelion, it's like, I get it. Maybe you're a tortured little soul. Maybe you relate to Shinji. I fucking don't. Yeah, he's, I a, don't. he's a very well-written character. Look, he's no, I, he's no Goku. He's too much. His, his character arc is too much fucked. You know what? It really is. All right, how about you calm down? I think Shinji's a warning on not to be Shinji. Yes. Stay the that's fuck away. Correct. Why that's do correct. you like it then? Oh, yeah. Because it's great. It's written great. No. And amazing visuals. It's written terribly. Dope music. It's written in a way where it's like, why would you write and that? And it literally changed. It literally changed anime history for the re- for the rest of time. Like literally, I would beef with the. Re- I would like low key my Evangelion merch to this day still rakes in hundreds and hundreds of millions of yen a year. Like literally, if I am ever finding myself a chance in Japan, and someone ever like <laughs> casually made me meet the right meet this fool Hidekiano, I would literally say fuck you for any like. Even Evangelion. Fuck you. Someone described to me that in in to to try to equate it face. to try to equate it. Some people. Someone told me once. Yeah, basically, Evangelion is like Japan's Matrix. That's how they. That's how they feel about it. Sure. <laughs> no. So Shin Godzilla, everybody. Okay. The movie opens up. Some dudes on a yacht. They're searching for a dude. Uh, Who's not on a yacht? They just see some shoes discarded. Yeah, he's but, just somebody. Yeah, someone's just. Yeah, it's just an empty boat floating around. Yeah, and then I think the blood blows up. The boat blows up. I guess the boat blows up. And then we see some blood, or it looks like blood spill blood onto in a the, blood in the boat. Or are we talking about where we go after the explosion? Yeah, it, like uh, there's like explosion, then it cuts to like blood dripping onto like a highway. Oh no no no! So that is an underground like sea tunnel or so, oh, like right, highway. They have those. Yeah, okay. it's just like an underground sea tunnel that friggin' ruptured, and then what we see is maybe blood or red, a red liquid solution just pour out, and there's just a disaster, and people go like, "Oh my god, the highway's closed up! What the yeah. fuck?" Then we, ah! see, <clears throat> then we see a bunch of politician guys talking about it, and <clears throat> the cinematography is so on because there'll be long shots followed by quick cuts, followed by quiet moments, 
Then someone says something suddenly or the quiet moment ends with a cut to something loud or rambunctious happening. Also, this movie does this from the start of the movie till the end of the movie. There will be there are subtitles on the screen telling you this is that person of this department, this the person of that cabinet. Like, so, you know, got to read a lot. There's of a lot of politicians and relationships to different stuff. So Japan bureaucracy sounds fucked. Yeah. So then we it see might be a little excessive. Then we see people being evacuated and a bunch of cell phone goobers uh, filming the strange things happening, including this big, strange creature that's happening about might be a strange creature. We might don't be know. A strange creature. I said one guy speculating, hey, there might be a creature. And then like most of the politicians going, Nah, 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 just, no. nah, just a little disaster. It just happens. Yeah, happens. Right, we'll fix it. We're yeah. Japan. This shit happens all the time. Yeah, come on, shit happens. Then we see come on, bro. It's like, <laughs> and then like, yeah, one of his friends like, you are embarrassing me. All right, how <laughs> yeah. dare you speculate such things? You are in a high political position. All right, buddy. So then there's a couple named characters worth remembering. There's only two you really need to know right now. I mean, there's the prime minister, but protagonist. Yeah, uh, Yagu- I, remember Prona- I barely remember the protagonist. There's just His a lot of Yaguchi. And yeah, he's the one where it's like, hey, I think there's a monster, guys. And he's. No, no. And you know, he's the protagonist because. Every other line of dialogue out of his mouth is how much he hates the political system. <laughs> so then we see them talking about, they're like, is it this? Is it that? Oh, maybe it was a volcano. And prime minister's like, yeah, that sounds good enough to me. Let's go to the conference room. Let's go to the conference room and just say it's volcano. And we're going to like tell people, hey, panic, don't panic. Everyone should be good. Yeah. We're going to be repairing it. All right, let's get to it. This is another Ano trait, not showing how all this damage is affecting regular people. Now, granted, the point of Shin Godzilla was to be a commentary on stuff, but uh, you don't really see, you don't see any normal Japanese, like, people, like, none of them are named characters. It's the only named characters are Godzilla and then politicians. Yep. Like, the people of Japan you just are, see like, almost a uh, yeah, non-issue. Yeah, you just see them running away from destruction. Going, a non-entity, uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, they're going, oh, oh, my God. Ah, uh, it's Godzilla. Oh, uh, big monster. Oh, my God. So so then, the min- Fuck. so then the minister dude makes a public statement basically saying, hey, listen, no one's dead. It could be worse. <laughs> like I'm paraphrasing, but that was hey, basically hey, it. It could be worse. And then Yagachi's like, hey, guys. Shit happens. Yagachi's like, hey, guys, there is evidence that this is actually a big fat marine creature. They're like... Shut up. This is the prime ah. minister's meeting. Don't be ah. a fool. And then like, hey, breaking news. A big tail shoots up out of the sea. A tail or something. We don't know. Some phallic like members just <laughs> flinging around in the ocean. I forget. You know, it's funny you mentioned phallic uh, really quick about Anno and Evangelium. Uh, did you know oh, that he has a, this motherfucker? Just a up. quick thing. Did you know he has he has a very at the time he became very interested in Freudian psychology? Fuck him. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about his Freudian psychology. I'm just saying that plays into the sexual themes oh, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, so they t- oh, man. I'm Shinji. Oh, why? Oh, I'm Listen, dealing with beautiful Shinji was women. dealing with a lot of stuff, and it's hard to talk to people. Uh, well, he wasn't in a situation where he could really talk to people. Oh, true. And one time he writes them a friend, he just ends up being another. Oh, Kaoru? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, Shinji's got a little friend, dies. Did you love that that minute long just still frame of him holding him because they blew the budget? So they turn on the TV to see, holy shit, guys, a big fucking tail just launched out of the water. Oh, yeah. Back to this movie. So then they're like, all right, meeting adjourned. 
Now let's go to a different room to talk about it. Okay, hey, so I guess there's now a uh, giant marine creature that could be causing havoc. What should we do? Well, the first thing they discuss is naturally, well, how do we address the general public? And then they're like, yeah, well, well, okay, how do you go? Hey, so this is a random phallic flinging member in the ocean, people. Foreign Affairs is trying to say, hey, let's kill this thing. Not because of the damage. Not because, oh, people could get killed. No, it's because the airports are closed. We're losing money. Hey, I Which is a valid uh, hey, complaint. Uh, but. Hey, uh, yeah, we're kind of losing money. This could be an economic concern. Uh, how do we approach <laughs> this? Biologists. But then the, sure. Yeah, the, but then the defense force is like, uh, we never said we would use weapons in the bay. So it's a back and forth, a back and forth. Yeah, maybe we should, yeah, maybe we should tr- maybe take action and like take this down. And biologists like, mm, maybe not. And then you have biologists like, I'm not going to say anything. This could threaten my credibility. So bye, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's literally... That's literally, I, I think that's, yeah, that's literally, that's the next scene here because there's a bit where they're like, okay, oh shit, guys, the creatures started to move. Then they go to another room and yes, they bring in the biology marine guys expert. And yeah, it's like James said, they're like, well, I don't want to officially claim anything because my reputation, I'm like, your reputation, uh, my rep- well, that's shit's why- breaking dog. Yeah. That's why we're three people. <laughs> hey, yeah. Shit's, uh, shit's going awry. So the yeah, but I don't want to say anything. All right, I might have spent too much money on an education. Oh, this fuck, I have a reputation. Hold. This fucking guy. One guy says, "Well, um, its legs would probably be crushed under its weight if it tried to come on land." So the prime minister is like, "Okay." So he holds a press conference. He's like, "Well, don't worry. We're attract- don't worry. This thing should kill itself." So he's given the conference. Yeah, yeah, I have smart biologists tell me this thing's stupid as fuck. It'll just fucking, it'll just die yeah, if it a just guy, tries to like crawl around. A guy comes up to the uh, prime minister while he's giving this conference and he's like, uh, sir, it has cut to Godzilla skulking through the streets of Japan. Well, yeah, it's just, it is Godzilla, but it's a Godzilla unlike anything we've ever seen. It's a weird, gangly, cartoonish looking being. L- like weird larva And very thing. unsettling too, because we see it has gills. It's fucking bleeding out of its gills. Mm-hmm. It's a very almost unsettling creature. It has creature. these big, weird, wide fish eyes. Yeah, but don't matter anyway. What the fuck do the politicians say? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, literally. Because... Um, oh, yeah, I forgot I wrote here in my ass. I wanted to ask you, what did you think of uh, this weird first form of Godzilla? Okay, well, I think it's fine. Like, why it's, not? it's weird and creepy. Why not? Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. It's fucking casually just crawling around, causing destruction. And you have politicians going, hey, so what should we do? <laughs> so the prime minister and his hmm. homies are trying to figure out what to do next, right? They're being, they're being very... I, I wrote here, you know, for all the political commentary this uh, this movie's saying, they're, go, they're being very sure to make sure that the prime minister doesn't look like the bad guy here at all. So we then see a montage of the politicians... I think... Well, it's not like they keep going like... They keep debating on the prime minister and the prime minister just ends up going, hmm. 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 Let me think on that one. <laughs> We didn't see it. I don't know. Mm. Uh, well, well, or they end up. All right. Decision adjourned. All right. All right. We have a unanimous decision. Except you, boss. It's your call. Yeah. So then we mm. see montages. Let me of, think on that one. We see montages of politicians having meetings. Prime Minister giving a speech. Godzilla's raging. And the yeah, public's like, reacting oh, hey, sort yeah. of. Yeah. We see the public going, oh, God, what the fuck's this beast? And we just still have a lot of political standstill. 
And it's worth noting the politicians also really don't like they care that this monster is causing damage. But the main thing is like, okay, look, he's causing damage, but guys, he can't reach Tokyo. Like that's their big concern. He can't reach Tokyo. Come on, we had biologists earlier. Yeah, come on, that guy says the thing would just die. More meetings. The Prime Minister has decided to declare a state of war since the U.S., while there, can only provide support even under the treaty, he says. So the army mobilizes, and the old dudes are already talking about how, oh, man, I can't wait for this thing oh, to yeah, be yeah, dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're literally establishing, you know what, maybe, maybe I think we should decide to weaponize <laughs> and maybe kill this thing that's causing destruction to maybe the Maybe we should do that. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, okay. First, let's coordinate with the military. Make yeah. sure that they are unanimously are with this. And then we go to them. It's like, okay, I think we should. Hey, boss, what do you think? Should we do this? Okay, sure. Yeah. Then go back to the politicians going like, all right, maybe we should do this. Well, it looks like they're ready. Hey, are you ready? All right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, prime minister. What do you think? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. This is a hard decision, guys. That prime minister actor had the easiest job. He just had to sit there and look like he was thinking for like almost mm. all his screen time. We have a natural disaster. We have the military on standby, ready to go. Like, yes, we have not used armed weapons in a very long time since the war. Yeah. This is the first time we're doing it, but we have people ready and trained. We are ready to weaponize. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, and this is where Godzilla's crawling. Are we at the point where Godzilla just then crawls up a building we're casually seeing as go like people then observe... It looks like it might be evolving. Yeah, we're right at that like part. Like rapidly evolving. We're right at that part because there 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 was a scene where the old heads are, are already talking about how this is a surefire deal. They're like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to kick his ass. He's already dead. Yeah, we're Maybe we can turn him ass. into a tourist attraction. And Yaguchi literally turns around and is like, you know... That, I'm paraphrasing. You know, that kind of thinking is how we got fucked in World War II, right? Yeah, we're kind of thinking, can we just settle? We have an issue. Can yeah. we? I think most of us <laughs> understand we can settle this now, all right? Yeah. And then, like, are we at the part yeah, where it's then, like... They and then Godzilla stops. He's been crawling this whole time, right? Then he stands up. And he starts to evolve, and he kind of just... He, I, I wrote here he kind of starts to look like classic Godzilla. If you want to do a more specific kinda deep cut, he kind of looks more like the Godzilla-saurus. Hmm. Yeah, either way, it's like we see Godzilla standing up. We yeah. see this creature standing up. It's not dub Godzilla yet, but obviously, come on, we know what the fuck this movie is. And yeah. then we see military attack opters come in and go... Oh, my God, so, yeah. So he starts going through the city, bunch of attack helicopters, like you said. Literally, then, they just roll up. Then they're just like, hey, can we, can we fire? Can we fire? And hey, then hey, hey, guys. It's telephone. Hey, hey, so the, our intel has told us we had a creature that was kind of crawling around. Yeah. But now it's standing. Yeah. Um, Do we attack? So the guys in the oh, helicopter. No, it's like, damn, do we attack? Yeah, the guys in the helicopter are like, do we attack? Then... The their their guys on the ground coordinating with them are like, do they attack? And then the people in the war room with the prime minister are like, do they attack? It's your decision, prime minister. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we go through three, four different channels, and it's back to prime minister goes, tell them they may attack. Did he? Did they attack? I thought they backed away. No, you're right. He told them to do it, but because everything, because here's what happens. People, it's like, it's yeah, actually yeah. kind of genius. Yeah, it's like because it all took so long. Because by the time they're like, "Can we attack? Can we attack? Can we attack? Yes, you may attack. Yes, you may attack. Yes, yeah. you may attack." But yes, then we attack. get to this like, "Hey, 
things kind of changed here. Uh, should we still attack? Because they see civilians walking like, by. And it's like, fuck. I thought they were all gone. I thought they'd like civilians be gone. Damn it. And it's standing now. What the shit? Yeah, Godzilla is also standing perfectly still. He's not moving at all. Yeah, it's kind of silly. Damn it. Um, They actually uh, probably could have killed him. I, 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 Sorry, guys. I don't know. You know, back away. Let's rethink things. You know, they actually probably, what's fucked up, they probably really could have killed him because they he could, was still evolving. So maybe they could have done something, but there are civilians. There's collateral. There's a lot of people debating if we should attack because the collateral and the civilians. Also, it's standing. The scenarios change. Hey, should we do something? No, maybe we should uh, And then Godzilla, uh, like, after staying so long, when they don't fire, Godzilla, like, roars. And I wrote here in my notes, Godzilla sounded annoyed that they took so long to do nothing. Yep. <laughs> so he just, so then Godzilla just fucking leaves. And the politicians. Yeah, just plops back down, <clears throat> rolls back in the ocean, and they're like, uh, cool. The politicians I are think, at the uh, side uh, of the damage now. Yeah, I was like, damn, um, it's damage control. I, yeah, I think we sell it. Yeah, just, just came in for a quick visit. Should be good. Apparently, Godzilla did all that damage in two hours, and Yaguchi is like, mm. "Wow, great job taking forever, guys." Taking forever, and it's like, "Hey, we're trying, buddy." Yeah, that's what they. Hey, we're trying because the only other name character worth it. remembering for a while, Akasaka. He's like, "Listen, we had our hands tied, and it was we've never ha- had to deal with this before. Don't be so fucking smug." Hey, he didn't say fucking, but he did say, hey, "Don't be so smug." Hey, buddy, don't be smart. All right. It's not every day you just get some random amphibious creature just rolling up into the city and kind of doing things. All right. We're kind of learning as the situation goes on. Yeah. There there are protocol. Sometimes we have to make sure it's good with everyone. All right. Yeah. If we do something without someone, they might get pissed. Yeah. Do you want to deal with that? Hey, that's like paperwork, right? I want to go home. It's Friday. So then now they're looking for Godzilla. They're searching the sea. There's more means about strategy, military plan of actions. Meanwhile, Yaguchi creates a team of quote unquote, these are his exact words, rejects, nerds, and paints in the butts of the bureaucracy because he doesn't say this part, but he basically says because the experts suck. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of fucking experts we dealing with? They're brainstorming until a lady after, you know, they're asking like, well, what's the cause for this thing's existence and mutations? She proposed the idea. What if it's nuclear fusion? Yeah. yeah. And they're all like, nah, no way. Yeah. Two minutes later. Yeah. It's totally nuclear fusion. You guys. Yeah. You know what? It might, you know, uh, it might be nuclear because fusion. they figured out that the trail that Godzilla left behind, you know, his walking path, there's. Pure, there's radiation with every step yeah, he took. There's, yeah, there's traces of radiation during the like areas it was lurking around. Oh boy, here we go. So then they inform Yaguchi, hey, special counsel for the Americans want to talk to you. We meet a lady named Kayoko Ann Patterson. This oh, chick yeah. is weird. Yeah, it's weird and she's obviously the prettiest lady or the hottest lady out of the whole movie uh, yeah. and then she has the sassy attitude. I'm like, oh my god, it's Evangelion all over again. Let's get the hot chick. She was literally was the sassy attitude. She was literally like was if like, oh, yeah. she was literally like if Oscar had Masato's job. It's like literally it's like I'm an expert, but I'm not an expert. But don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because here's the thing. So this movie is in Japanese, obviously. She spoke a 
most of her dialogue in English. Yeah, they portrayed her character as someone that was supposedly born in America, so she is the, like, I don't know, America's representative. Yeah. America, fuck yeah. She doesn't say it here, but there's there's a line of dialogue where she where uh, where she, she talks to Yagachi later. She's like, hey, I suck with Japanese honorifics. Can we keep this informal? I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so she speaks almost exclusively English, like I said. Uh, she or keeps, tries to. She keeps... I feel so... I felt sorry for this actress because yeah. definitely English is. She didn't do first. bad though. I gotta give her credit. She really didn't do that bad. I I preferred it when she just spoke normal Japanese. She said it with conviction. I think her character. Well, because she's an actor. Yeah. So she and she also like Oscar. She keeps making a point to make jokes at Japan's expense and keeps referring it to your country, even though she herself, her grandmother, is from Japan. Anyway, she tells them, "Look, y'all, I need you to find a guy named Goro Maki, and in turn, we will give you all the information that America has on this creature." Yeah, but find this one guy, which I totally forgot was a plot. Yeah. What was this dude's relation? Did he matter? Does he show up? I kind of was like crashing out around this period. I'll <laughs> low key. I'll bring it up when we get to it in the movie. Review. Hey, this movie has a lot of just dialogue. It's, it's more dialogue focus. Yeah. So when you're kind of chilling on your nice day off, relaxing, you might crash out. So there's a short scene That's where it. the prime minister talk about how quirky this Kyoko gal is. And then it's uh, they, they make a point to where he's the prime minister's like, wow, she's only like 20 something. And Akasaka's like, yeah, in America, they um, they they uh, what he said, he said something like they care more about performance than seniority. He's like, oh, wow, that's mm, cool. Cool, bud. We learned. OK, so this is where we learned that boat we saw earlier in the movie was this dude's boat, the Goromaki guy. Mm-hmm. Also, they, this is where they casually drop the name for Godzilla. See, the way it works. Oh, is, so we have figured out that, you know what? I feel like we came up with a cool name. Yeah. Oh, yeah what are we calling it? Godzilla. And they're like. Godzilla mm, okay. and then and then they're like and then she's like cool. yeah she's like yeah um it translates to Gojira God incarnate and so they, they're cool. just like oh why the Americans name it that that's weird now that the creature has a name Kayako shares all the info with Yaguchi's team the prime minister makes a tv announcement basically being like hey guys this radiation is going fucking bananas right now yeah, radiation levels just hopping up. Maybe we should uh, figure out something. Meanwhile, Yagoshi's team talk about the science and how it evolved. And they talk about how we need to try and cool its internal temperature because of nuclear heat. And right here, we are 45 minutes into the movie, but it feels like it's been going for two hours. Yep. <laughs> like, the dialogue is interesting, but there's not a lot of character. Okay, how much longer are we back to Godzilla? <laughs> Let's be honest. That's how I felt. Like, I don't know. It's very similar to the 2014 American one where they really stretched out the Godzilla bits. But when Godzilla showed up, he stuck around for a bit. Anyway. So meanwhile, Yagachi's team. I'm sorry. There's a moment of brevity when Yagachi's team is like, hey, man, your team is awesome with all this informity, no bureaucratic bullshit. Man, it'd be so sick if Japan was ran this way. And then they roast him for not showering in a few days. I'm like, oh, man, that's fine. Can I have more Godzilla, please? Then as soon as I type that. You're like, thank God. It's someone like, oh, runs it's, into- it's like, man, I feel like guys are just <laughs> on it. It just feels like we're making progress. Yeah. As soon hey, as I hey, type hey, that. Oh, hey, buddies. Um. Yo, Godzilla's back. He's coming ashore. Dong, bum, 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 bum. He's got the iconic song, bum, bum, bum. And he's, uh, and then we see this new 
fucked up looking Godzilla. Yeah, we got the new, we got full out of Godzilla. It's like, oh, he's scarier, he's meaner, he's meaner, he's bigger, he's ready to fuck up more shit. What do you think of this? What do you think of Shin Godzilla's design? Oh, dude, Shin Godzilla's design's fucking sick. He looks rad. This, this, uh, this, he, he, um, I always thought he kind of looked like a burn victim in a lot of ways. This so, guy, this Godzilla just looks like he's in agony all the time. All right, so this is where I got, I kind of crashed out a little bit. He crashed out right when Godzilla came back. Yeah, he kind of came back, and then I just know there's like, all right, I rewinded enough where I know they roll out the weapons. Yeah. Is it, how much longer do they roll out the weapons when Godzilla starts coming back out of the ocean with the, uh, Bum 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 bum. Dude, that song is never not gonna rule. So now we got it. So we we actually have classic Godzilla shit here. He's stomping on buildings. People are running from him. Godzilla's and he's walking a straight line all the way to Tokyo. Yeah, he's just kind of just going. He's just like, I feel like walking this so way. So Godzilla's nothing's gonna stop. Me. So Godzilla's doing stuff. He's walking around. Shit's breaking. It's like yeah. And then hey, we, and then we uh, go. Hey, it's a Godzilla movie. But then, <sighs> but then, right when we get him, we have to go to the back for more meetings. Hey, uh, Godzilla's back, guys. What do we do? They're like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? And Prime Minister, he doesn't say this, but he basically is like, you know what? Fuck it. Unrestricted weapons usage. Kill this thing. Uh, just go. Just go ham. Fuck it. We already went through this <laughs> once. So just fucking go. And so, then we see the we see the roll out the military. The army goes to engage, and I'm thinking to myself, movie's halfway over. It's the military versus Godzilla. How do you all think this went? <laughs> Well, they fire thousands of rounds and thousands of rounds, a lot of missiles, tanks and ballistas. Nothing happens on Godzilla. Godzilla just plows through all these military vehicles. He no sells the whole thing. A lot of them like freaking like retreat away. A lot of them have to go like, hey, should we retreat? And then like end up going and end up getting crushed in the process because it takes forever to get a fucking answer. Hey, should we uh, get the fuck out of here? And then, uh, and then what I can only just, what I can only transcribe as then Godzilla makes a left turn, and I think he threw a bridge at them. That's what it looks like. I I think so. There's just a lot of rampant destruction and weapons being fired, and Godzilla just like yeah, whatever. So so the military's fucked. Godzilla's officially in Tokyo, and now they have another problem because the U.S. wants to send stealth bombers to bomb the shit out of Tokyo. Hey, so hey, fucking hey, this is fucking America. We this about- is fucking America. Yeah, yeah, America gets on the phone. <laughs> yeah, so freaking America gets on the phone and goes like, hold it, give me a second. So freaking. All right, so I see you have a problem here, buddy, and this is very concerning. This could be a world issue, so I think we're going to come in and send in some bombers to help uh, deal with the situation. Oh, you don't like it? Well, too fucking bad. We're fucking America. Deal with it. That was basically America's whole gimmick in this movie is, hey, we're going to bomb your fucking country again. We don't give a fuck. That was literally their whole- Yeah, you think we gave a fuck about the first time? Well, too fucking bad, buddy. We're coming back again. Yeah, dude. Third time's- We're going for a three-peat. All right. Are we, at the, South, are we at the South Bombers yet? So- <laughs> Give me a second. Are you good? So the U.S. The U.S. wants to U.S. all over the place and bomb Tokyo. The power's getting knocked out and with every like, step Godzilla takes. Yeah, power's going out. This fucking city's looking dark. It's kind of like an ominous moment. They're telling the prime minister, you have to evacuate, sir. But he's like, no, I can't abandon my people. Yeah, I'm not abandoning people. I have a job. Hey, my job title means No political leader would say that. (laughs) Well, this guy's different. I guess he is. He's fucking going down with the ship. And then we cut from Godzilla to traffic. 
Yeah. Because they're trying to get away. Oh, but, yeah. Well, hey, you know, I, the roads I, might be a little fucking cluttered yeah, <laughs> when you're trying I, to evacuate. I think that, that kind of happens in a situation like this. But then the Americans start bombing Godzilla ahead oh, of schedule. Oh, is they're just going for it? And you're like, yeah. damn. But is this where they all walk out and they're just like, all like all the political parties are just like, all right, premise or you should evacuate. It's like, fine, we'll walk out. But I got to see if the Americans actually win. So, fucking America comes back in. We come with our stealth bombers. All right, we see the target in sight. We're going to fuck take down this guy, bud. And the American bombs actually not only stick in Godzilla, they actually yeah, do some damage. That? Yeah, you see that, Japan? This is America's bombs. That's some straight American muscle, all and right? It, and like Fucking the, McDonald's. And, the, and in the most American... And in the most American shit, the bombs piss off Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla's not stoked. And in, and you see his scales start to glow, but they're not the classic blue. They're a purple, a rosé color, if you will. A rosé color. And then Godzilla does his laser breath. But you see- No, when he first does a fire breath. Yeah. Then turns into a laser breath. See, when you guys a imagine- laser breath. When you guys imagine Godzilla doing his laser breath, what do you think he does? He, he opens his mouth and then out comes the laser. No, no, no. This dude's mouth splits open like a flower three yep. ways. It's unset. And you get a- Big close up of it too, and like James says, it starts off as fire, turns into plasma, it turns it turns into the um, you know um, uh, the, atomic breath, the atomic breath, yeah. But here's the thing: most of Godzilla atomic breaths, like when it collides with a building, it'll just blow it up. Not this Godzilla. Oh no, his atomic breath cuts through fucking everything. He levels the entire Tokyo skyline in less than a minute. Oh, and those stealth bombers who come back yeah, for he another hits, run. Yeah, he hits a fucking stealth bomber out of nowhere. I was like, damn, what good well, aim, Well, he bro. pulls an Evangelion and shoots a shitload of beams out of his back yeah, into the sky. Yeah, his fucking back spy. Yeah, no, literally. New he, powers. No, no, he takes down the one bomber, and then the, the fucking other bomber's like, dang, buddy, you took out our friend. All right. Payback. They yeah, payback. Time for revenge. We're coming for you, Godzilla. Then Godzilla is America. Drop the bombs. And but Godzilla's like, uh, lol, I got laser back. Fuck your bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he takes them out and it's like, oh. Damn, America took the took the L on that one. Keep that song up though, because America does more America later. Yeah, sure. So then, yeah, so like I said, the one beam breath can level the entire Tokyo skyline. He fucks up U.S. stealth bombers. Hey, guy, and, and, and then after that, because his laser can be pure fire, too, then Godzilla walks away from all the flames and destruction like he's fucking Sephiroth. Hey, did you know Godzilla's really powerful, you guys? Yeah, I think it's like, damn, America's like stealth bombers couldn't take it down. Fucking all of Japan's militarized... Ancient military couldn't take it down. We're we're, we're memeing, but we're this kinda, is I, yeah. We're, I was like, damn, like we're kind of in a fuck situation. What do we do? But hey, here's the thing about Godzilla. He tuckered himself out. Yeah, yeah. He, He's like, hey, damn, all that destruction. I'm tired. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna relax. Which yes, that means I'm gonna take a nap in the middle of Tokyo. Which yes, that means not only is Godzilla not in three fourths of the movie. That means half his time in the movie, he's sleeping. Yep. So you know we memed on it, but this is ag this was actually an incredible scene. The score was really good. Oh yeah, yeah, you felt yeah. the death because it's not oh, yeah, like you it's felt the destruction. You felt like, remember like when Godzilla does flame breath normally. It's like oh fuck yeah, he's doing the breath. This one, it's like it's fucking scary. Yeah, no, it's scary. It's unsettling, and we are like, damn. Um, oh, and we know, forgot. How, yeah, how are they gonna beat this? Thing? And oh, we forgot yeah, to mention. I totally forgot. Hey, remember our buddy, the prime minister? <laughs> 
Um, a little, uh, a little, uh, a little, uh oh, spaghettios. Uh, yeah, Godzilla killed the fucking prime minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has I'm, he ever done that before? I don't know. All the rogue ladies, I don't know that well. I don't think he has. Well, either way, boss, boo, prime minister's dead now. Godzilla <laughs> kind of fucked the political situation up in Japan. Now they're now Godzilla a, was an anarcho punk. Now there's a political vacuum going on. What will happen in this situation? So this might surprise some of you guys. Uh, Japan is pretty bummed about this. Hey, damn it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's basically if Bri- yeah. I was about to say it's like yeah, that's basically what happened if Biden just randomly died. Yeah, and then I realized wait, half America go like fuck yeah. Yeah, half of America would be like yeah. Yeah, just fuck yeah. Oh yeah, yo, let's go, Brandon. Motherfucker's dead. Hey, it's so funny, all right. So the prime minister's dead. Did we say that yet? So Yaguchi's now running the show pretty much. Not Japan, but this whole Godzilla operation gimmick. We learned that now the agricultural minister is the prime minister because the party secretary didn't want the job. Speaking of, there's a scene in which a guy, which this guy. I like like that. (laughs) In fuck America, it's a real honor to be the president. But in Japan, it's like, yeah, I don't want that job. Fuck that. Yeah, give it to the gardener. Hey, here, uh, the leader of agriculture is like, damn it, okay. And this guy's a piece of work because after they're explaining the situation and they all leave, he's more concerned that the noodles in his ramen got soggy. Guys, (laughs) you were taught. Guys, I know a lot is going on right now. All right. But I'm hungry. Okay. It's a lot going on. I know we're stressed. I know you have a lot of questions. But my noodles got a little soggy. That's actually close to what he says. He says, I knew it was going to be a hard job, but come on. Come I'm on. like, are you kidding? I, I'm like, Japan sp- is getting fucked, my dude. You give a shit about noodles? Hey, you can't Hey, you can't run a country on an empty tummy. <laughs> well, that's true. Right. Napoleon said that, I think. Yeah. So there's a scene of people working, right? Like round the clock trying to figure out how, because now their whole thing is, well, maybe we can freeze Godzilla. And I swear there's a song in the background that's playing that's straight from So Ava. I was like thinking coming in, I'm like, okay, how did they kill Godzilla supposedly the first time? Yeah. They use an oxygen destroyer bomb. It's the one that always works. Yeah. Or at least that's what they decide. It's like, yeah, the fucker can't breathe. And yeah, you should die, right? <laughs> this time where it's like, we will freeze him. Because it's God- like, are you sure about that? Well, because Godzilla always and then all of a is like, are you sure about that plan? What the fuck? Well, because you see, Godzilla always was like, oh yeah, his but physiology. No, Mister Evangelion over here. Huh, well, no, because you see, Godzilla. Well, here's the thing: Godzilla was always a uh, was always a, a a product of nuclear shit, right? But this is one of the first times where he's really like all like he's legitimate. He's a living nuclear reactor, basically. Yeah. So. Uh, then Kayako comes back. She tells Yaguchi and friends, hey, China and Russia are trying to rally countries to try and say that Godzilla should be taken in by the U.N., but the U.S. thinks that it and Japan should and can maintain full control. They agree. They bring in a bunch of Americans who start talking a whole lot of English and a whole lot about Godzilla. Hey, so we got a problem with this Godzilla thing, Japan. Maybe you and I, we should talk about this. We don't need those fucking silly little Europeans coming in this mess. All right, Japan. What? Got a problem with America? I thought we were buddies. Oh, yeah, we did a little war, but this is in the past. Come on. Come on, you can trust us. Red, white, and blue, baby. Bald eagle. I don't know shit. (laughs) 
So some soldiers are scoping out the wreckage. They find pieces uh, that pieces of Godzilla's flesh are all over the place. They're all gross and slimy. Hey, but it's like, hey, let's, let's uh, take some scientific samples and maybe we can examine his blood and see if we can come up with a solution to freeze Godzilla. See, you're joking, but that's actually what they said. Yeah. <laughs> That's that was so. It turns out Godzilla is capable of, of mutating itself and evolving and growing more of itself and evolving super quickly. Damn! It in took fact, an, it took an hour and fifteen minutes for us to learn that from like earlier in the movie. In fact, they theorized. I saw, not only, I saw fucking wiggle arms out. All right, we know it's fucking evolving. In fact, they theorized that not only can Godzilla change its shape and size, it might even be able to grow wings and fly. I'm like. Fuck, now I wish this got a sequel. Could you imagine how sick that'd be seeing Godzilla fly? Hey, uh, hey, we got the flying fucking monster destruction going around. But then it gets even worse because Kaiko tells Yagachi, hey, uh, don't freak out. Hey, hey. But the U.S. Mm -hmm. and the U.N., they want to nuke Japan. All right, so... Japan, we have came up with a proper solution. In times of dire need, we have came up with the one thing that could actually might help. Hey, listen to this. Listen to this, buddy. Listen to this. Nuclear weapon. Let's just bomb it with a nuclear bomb. You guys know how to deal with that. You, you can handle it. Come on. Don't worry. Don't worry. You don't have to worry. We'll use our bomb. All right. Come on. Come on, bud. It'll be sick. Dorm, Check we'll it give out. you two weeks to evacuate your whole country. So yeah, but so yeah, come on. You got two weeks. Two weeks to evacuate and millions Akasaka, of people. And you're, not, you're not helping us. And Akasaka makes a point. Oh, come on. And Akasaka makes a point to tell Yagachi, and by the way, we asked, yes, they said they would in fact launch a nuke on Godzilla if he showed up in New York. So, oh yeah, if he came into New York, fuck Manhattan. Come on. Who needs Manhattan? Fuck it. It's New York. That's like it's own. Come on. So the reason why the Japanese cabinet takes the idea is because at this point, Japan's so fucked, stocks and bonds are 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 failing. The economy's completely yeah, screwed. I would like to think so if a, like a like a fucking uh you know, a nuclear shutdown's causing the fucking country to kind of shut down. Yes, economically I don't think people are going to really be making any money. Yeah, so the idea is if we let them nuke Japan again, then yeah, we, then then we can again. have We're just international it. funding to help rebuild. And Yagashi's like, scrap and rebuild, huh? And to be fair, I understand his frustrations, but at the same point, if I was Akasaka, I'd be like, you know... We don't know if Yagaji thing's going to work. And like, yes, there's a whole bunch of history and it would suck to have Japan get nuked again. But at the same fucking time, this Godzilla dude could probably destroy the world. And if the other countries are going to pay for it, then you know what? Sure. Nuke Japan again and we'll let the world pay for the reconstruction. I could actually see how they would take America's deal on that. There's some heavy consideration. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> no, we can freeze them. Well, yes. Okay, well, you got two weeks to figure out that one, buddy. Yeah, because literally Yagashi and his team are like, well, fuck that. So they're mad dashing to, have about to find out how they're going to freeze Godzilla. And to repeat, U.S. is giving Japan two weeks to evacuate the entire fucking country. And I was like, all right, how long do you think it would take if we could figure out something to freeze Godzilla? And they're going to fight. 
10 days. Give us 10 days. And then they're going to, and they said they're going to fire the nuke the second Godzilla moves, even if it's like, you know, longer than the two weeks or whatever, or sorry, if Godzilla wakes up earlier, like while the, during that two week period, they're like, we're nuking him. We don't care. Yeah, we don't care. Fuck Fucking it. America. Yeah, hey, buddy. Uh, straight up. You got two weeks to evacuate, but if, uh, we see uh, he even flinches for a second. I'm sorry. We dropping the nuke. Get nuked. <laughs> so Yagachi meets with a dude who gives him classified information on Goro Maki. See, Goro left his science note, right? But his wife died of radiation poisoning, and apparently he hated that kind of stuff ever since. So yeah. now they're trying to crack yeah, I don't think you want more nuke. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't want to deal with more nuclear fo- radiation fallout. Then so. we get a shot of Godzilla still asleep, but then his tail cracks. Meanwhile... After uh, one of the dude looks at an origami figure, he gets a brain blast. And after some assistance from Germany, to sum up all the science speak that I counted it, it's five entire minutes. Um, basically, Godzilla's molecular structure and genetic uh, code is fucking nuts. And they figured out. Wow, it took the movie an hour and a half to tell us that? Fuck. So they're able to convince the acting prime minister to buy them some time. They're going to talk to France and the European Bureau or whatever. Yeah, hey, France, can you help us out? Hmm. Okay. We see Kayako have a face turn, and as directly told to her, I guess, by the president, she decides that she's going to help Japan, but doing so will give up a future shot of her being the president. I guess. So I, I see you want to help. Um, I, I see you want to help Japan. Sure, that seems like a you know that's a noble decision. But this might hurt your chances ever being the president of the United States. You being a half Japanese, born bred American woman, saying. <sighs> yeah, so I'm nah. saying so. <laughs> yeah, books. Books. <laughs> So now I, I got no more to say. That's literally like, hey, sorry, you might not. This might hurt your chances being a president. Oh no! Oh no! Actually, using your political position to actually help the betterment of humankind. Oh no! Sorry, you can't be the president. Oh well. Let's go, Brandon. So Yaguchi's got his team now. He's got his gear and his people. Yaguchi's ready. He gives a rallying speech to all his men, and he goes, "All right, this is gonna suck, and you may die." But you can do it. This matters. Is that we're getting nuked? It, we're kind of like yeah. we're dying. People are gonna get fucked. What we're, we're kind of at the end of our rope here, guys. So fuck it. Who's gambling? Okay. Who's ready to gamble? So baby? they launched the attack on Godzilla. I'm gonna do this. Play okay. By like, play. Okay. This attack was kind of pretty sick. This was fucking awesome. So here's what happens first. They throw. Two monorail trains at Godzilla. Hey, hey, hey Godzilla, you want to destroy our city? Well, fuck it. We'll de- we'll destroy our city at you. We'll destroy our city at yeah, you. Yeah, so they fucking throw trains with bombs on bombs in each fucking and that car. Wakes, and that- Godzilla's like, oh, whoa. Hey, buddy, you want to fucking go? Fuck you, then they, city of Japan. Then they use drones as a diversion to drop a shitload of bombs on Godzilla. But Godzilla retaliates with his back beams. But they expected and wanted that because now he's. But then, but what they don't expect is because they want him to use up energy. But now he starts shooting beams from his tail. Oh well, damn, we didn't see that. Oh well, we hypothesized. So all right, fuck it, more bombs. And he's like, "Fuck you guys, I'm taking out the bombs." But I guess what he tuckers himself out. It's like, yeah, fuck your bobs. And it's then I like, uh, was blow up some skyscrapers yeah. on type on top of you. 
these crazy bastards blow up a billion so it falls on Godzilla. I'm like, oh wow, that's kind of that's kind of cool. They blow up three more progressively bigger buildings to knock down Godzilla. I'm like, you know, damn, these guys really want to kill Godzilla. Well, is that they getting nuked? Oh, they're not done yet though. So Godzilla's down, right? They send a shitload of like trucks and cranes and shit. They uh, like feed them with the, the yeah, feed them with the gas, feed them with the freezing coagulate. The freezing coagulate that we have, de- we have developed to hopefully then to be able to freeze this destructive being so we do not get nuked. But after only 30%, Godzilla beams the fuck out of them and then... The oh, yeah, surprise beam. Ha ha. Yeah, but we then, get a surprise beam. Ha ha. He destroys the trucks, but it's like, you know what? These men were ready. We got more trucks. But then, but then the freezing is starting to work. Then they throw. I counted. Yeah, because they're they like, throw, they were going like, hey, as long as we get twenty percent of the coagulate into Godzilla, we should be good. And they're like, dude, we're like reaching, <laughs> we're reaching way more than we were suspecting. Godzilla's like, huh, huh. Yeah, and then they throw. I counted eight trains full of bombs at Godzilla. Yeah, we're sending more bombs, and then Godzilla's like, huh. And then they film. Uh, guys, again, calm down. It's like, you can like, uh, tell Godzilla at that point was like, I get it. You guys want to kill. Godzilla no, at that point was like. Godzilla is actually getting gas. It's like, yeah. damn. Oh, you're, getting, you're really Godzilla, working me here. Godzilla's like, you know, guys, I don't want to be alive either. <laughs> so then. They fill up Godzilla all he can take, but he's still moving around. It's like, yeah, oh, man, he gets around. up. It's like, oh, no, is the coagulate not going to work? Oh, no. He's all about to fail. He's about to fire. Then he freezes. Oh, hey, he just randomly freezes. It's and, like, I, and it's like, holy shit, they actually beat Godzilla. And they're like, holy shit, we beat Godzilla. And everyone's like, damn, they beat Godzilla. And I got to be honest with you, I really have to give the movie credit. All that bureaucratic bullshit build up the entire hour and whatever. You know what? Watching them not only kick Godzilla's ass, but also successfully beat him. And yeah, the movie does try to end it on a bittersweet thing, right? But I was like, you know what? That was some that was a pretty good buildup because that victory against Godzilla felt pretty satisfying. So that that yeah, was a just great a frozen sequence. body. It's like, well, fuck, do we just leave a fucking giant statue of a frozen Godzilla? That'd be bitching. Well, no, no. What happened if he like fucking like thaws out? Well, so for the fallout slash wrap up, you see, France but, ended up did come in and cut clutch for Japan. And, it was like, hey, we have been able to convince the Americans to back the fuck off. And the way the, and, the ah. and apparently the way that Godzilla's genetic bullshit works, he should disintegrate or something in like two or three years. Akasaka tells Yagachi, hey, you know, this shit's going to be expensive to fix and rebuild so you want a job hey bud um hey you seem like hey hey hey. during our time in need you seem like you really stepped up you really care you know no, you seem like you've really stepped up and you showed a lot of go-getter attitude would you like to get a job it's like, yeah, it's not only my qualified position. I have a real go-getter attitude. Oh, really? What do you mean? Um, I beat Godzilla. So then Yagachi talks to Kayako, and according to her, the countdown is only in a permanent suspension. You see, if Godzilla comes alive again, America will nuke Japan that moment, no questions asked. But then Kayako's like, hey, when I'm president, you can be my ambassador to Japan, bro. It'll be sick. Yeah, it'll be sick. Come on. Yeah, he's like... Well, I'm not gonna be the president. I might as well be an ambassador. Why not? And then, and then we cut to Japan. He's standing there, all frozen. Yeah, we're going to Japan. 
Yeah, sorry, we cut to Godzilla, you know, he's chilling there, he's frozen. Yeah, hey, yeah, we see frozen Godzilla. And then it, like, goes to his tail, pans up the tail, and then near the tip of it, you could see some kind of weird humanoid skeletal we creatures might have been spawning from yes, it. Yes, we see what possibly looks like humanoid skeletal And it's like, beings. what the fuck? Those weren't there before. And it's then like, in the credits, and they're like, oh, hey, look at that. Movie's over. Yeah, and it's like... So I guess Godzilla's about to spew out... More just like because you're thinking those guys weren't there before, so that must have happened. I don't know, either right before or whenever. So well, I would like to think right before he got frozen. Yeah, I'm sorry, like a little tiny human on a big old fucking giant. And it's monster. like what is? And it's like what does that mean? This movie can mean so much, but it's not getting a sequel, so who cares? Well, too fucking bad. There is an interesting theory that people there could have been. There could have been more. Scary shit happening. There is an interesting theory that fans of the movie have, though, that Goromaki guy, right? So they go mm-hmm. on his boat. Remember how I pointed out his, they found his shoes? Well, that's a telltale sign. Hey, this guy might have committed suicide. The idea is, is that for whatever reason, maybe he threw himself into the ocean. And they make a point during all the science bullshit that Godzilla can absorb stuff. So the theory is part of the reason for these humanoid things and Godzilla's evolution and just some things about him. Maybe when Goro Maki threw himself overboard, Godzilla assimilated him or something. I don't actually know. That's but yeah, that's th- the movie, everybody. And that's a theory. So yeah. The game theory. So the question that I asked at the beginning of the movie to this, can you tell us was made by the Evangelion guy? Oh yeah. So every time we go to a fucking like, anytime it's talking, it's oh, quick, 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 quick cut, like quick cuts. Long and shots it, of a railway for no reason. Sure. And then we have standing shots of dramatic moments. And then we have the one weird sassy, like hot girl. Yeah. Like, the only hot girl has to be I sassy. I think has a type. It's sassy and his attitude. Yeah. Good movie though. Good movie. I, I, I think this It is it is a good movie. Is yeah. it the best Godzilla movie? Oh no. Nah. Well, if you're tired, will it make you pass out? Yes. Yeah. But is it worth watching if you're a fan of Godzilla? Yes. Yes. If you like Evangelion, sure, go watch it. Sure. If it you hate perfect. Evangelion, this should be better. <laughs> unless you just hate the ma- unless you hate the maker. Like he'll just like his shit just triggers me, man. I really, I really want to see what Anno did with Ultraman, because he he made well, it. Was it Shin Ultraman? Yeah, because he has his own cinematic universe now. They're not in the same universe, but because it's because of the way the specific way in Kanji he writes Shin, that's what groups them all. It's from it's literally for marketing merchandising. He did Shin Ultraman, and he's gonna be doing a Shin uh, Common Rider. So, so literally, the Evangelion gets to direct the three biggest prop, the four biggest properties in Japan: yeah, so- Evangelion, Godzilla, Ultraman, Kamen Rider. The only fucking thing he hasn't done at this point is directed a Dragon Ball movie. Could you imagine him directing a Dragon Ball movie? Mm, how about no? <laughs> yeah, good movie. Glad we watched it. So, uh, do we want to tell the listeners what we're uh, going to be starting uh, next episode? Yeah, sure. Explain. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> James told me about an amazing show. Another great show by the geniuses at VH1. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shin Ultraman's out. It exists. Yeah, that one's out. I think the Kamen Rider one is still being worked on. Or yeah, one yeah, or the other. That came out like, I guess, I guess, <laughs> I might watch the Ultraman. Ultraman's cool. I'm kind of curious if he fucks it up. 
Apparently, the movie has has weird pacing issues. It's kind of a like. Oh no! no, no. I it's not <laughs> no, like we I didn't mean, see that in fucking Shin Godzilla. I meant because <sighs> it's 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 a movie, but it's like an episodic format. Like there's not episodes, but it's weird to explain. But yeah, James. Sh- I just know what am I gonna watch? Is there gonna be like a sassy hot girl that's gonna be fucking that's gonna cause some pent up sexual aggression to the main? Well, Yagachi. Oh man, and also hey, there's Ultraman kicking ass. Hey, listen, Yagachi didn't face any weird pent up sexual aggression. I'm pretty sure. Oh, he was the, he was like direct contact with fucking America. That's true. America, but yeah. So James, James showed me this great show by the geniuses at VH1, the same motherfuckers that brought you Brett Michaels' Rock of Love. We are gonna start watching a new show for the show for the podcast called Super Band. Is it Super Band or Super Group? Hold it, give me one second. I thought you told me it was Super Band. Yeah, I kept saying Super Band, but it's called Super Group. Oh. Well, do you well, want here, to explain me, the premise? Yeah, here's the premise. If you just do a quick Google search. Five season rock and rock stars descend on Vegas to form a band to save rock and roll. Gross. Let me go to yeah, let me just go to the Wikipedia. Uh damn, was there like a was there a synopsis on the Wikipedia? Here, Supergroup is an American reality TV show which aired on VH1 in 2006. The show followed five well-known hard rock and heavy metal musicians over a 12-day period during which they lived together in a Las Vegas mansion owned by Nico Sansucci in order to create, plan, and perform a live show together. The show, which aired in seven segments, starred band members Sebastian Bach, Jason Bonham, Scott Ian, Ted Nugent, and Evan Seinfeld from Biohazard. Doc McGee, who had previously worked with Bach and his band Skid Row, appeared as the band's manager, are now forming together to help save rock and roll. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh, it's a fucking disaster. Oh. It's going to be, I, th- I think it's 10 episodes. So, yeah, we're going to be back to a show format. This is the first show we've done since Tough Enough last year. Yeah. So, it should be good. Should be good. All right, listeners, I guess we'll just get the fuck out of here. This was the Triple D Radio Show with your host, James and Edward. I hope y'all have a good one. Adios. Adios.